And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. We are here for another guest speaker episode. We're taking another uh, trip outside of the, uh, the Boston music scene, and we're going towards L.A. once again. I know some of you guys, we had Nina Bomber on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, so another L.A. artist, but we got today, we have Sergio Jr. with us. What's going on? on? <laughs> oh, what's going on, Sergio? How are you, bro? Chilling. Thanks for having me once again. Um, yeah, bro. Fun. Awesome. Yeah, so glad to have you. We were laughing off air. I don't know if anybody's noticing this right now. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version, you're probably not noticing it. So you're probably like, I don't really care, Mike. Just get on with the interview. So I'm, I never do this. I'm wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt, probably just like for the death of them this year. And this man's in a Chicago Cubs uh, <laughs> shirt. No way we know nothing about baseball. <laughs> nothing. I, I, get, I get on this. And people that know me, you know, I'm a hoops guy. I'm a, I'm a football guy. Hate baseball. Just, just try to switch it up. So different shirt. It's just for the looks. You got to do it every now and then, bro. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, you, you tell me a pretty cool story about that jersey, actually. So you're obviously yeah. you're not you're not a Cubs fan, which I was like, oh, he must be a Cubs fan. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, this jersey was gifted to me from a fan uh, when I was back on tour with um, a band that I was in in real life, and we went to Chicago, and there was a meet and greet, and this fan just like blessed us with each of us had uh one of these and they're customized with our last name and the date like the birth year like the two numbers so it says color on oh um kind of crazy i still rock it to this day just because like it's hella sick <laughs> it's well, dope. yeah that's that's well clearly that's gotta be something like super sentimental like for you just to be on you know that that, that means like a lot i feel like coming from oh, yeah, yeah. So you get the same yeah yeah, fans, the fans are amazing. They've been supporting me since the beginning, so I'm really lucky that they're all continuing on to this next journey. Well, I think that's a good place to start, honestly, because for you've had, you've had a very interesting and uh, very unique, I, I would say, situation, yeah. uh, mostly for your, for, your, uh, for your career. Being as young as you are, too, you know, you've definitely been through you know, quite a bit in the music industry. Uh, yeah. So for context, Sergio was on the show Boy Band, and he ended up being one of the finalists that won. And he formed a, a group called In Real Life, where you guys did a lot of national headlining tours and things like that. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that whole just sit, you know, that whole experience, you know, uh, you know, winning the show, being part of the group. Like, how has it really, uh, you know, what has it meant for you? What did you learn uh, through that entire process? I, I don't really, I haven't really had too many moments to sit back and think of how much we did and I did in such a short amount of time. Like I was freaking 16 years old. I was chilling in history class. And then um, I got an email from a talent scout like, yo, you'd be a great fit for this new show we're doing on ABC. Low key was kind of sketch, not gonna lie. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. But at the same time, I was like, would be dope. Um, sent an audition tape. And then they were like, wanna have you come up to audition in LA for the producers. I was like, word, let's do it. So I went out to LA to do that and basically, yeah. And then they liked me or whatever. And they're like, you're gonna go on the live audition on TV. I was like, sick. 
So like a, a week or two before my junior year had ended, I had left to LA um, and just basically literally never came back home after that because I was on the show over the whole summer. And then um, after that, I mean, obviously thank God I won. I was part of the band and we were signed, you know, instantly from, uh, with Hollywood Records and we put out a single and we just got to work right away just because, um, you know, from the show, we had already built a fan base. So right. and normally bands don't have a fan base when they first start, <laughs> but we did. So, you know, it was so sick uh, just to be a part of all that because we went from being on TV, literally two days later, we had our first show and it was just like, it was like a thousand people there or something. And it was just this craziest thing. Um, and, you know, instantly got into the studio, started recording music and um, putting singles out. And then our first official single after being together as a band, uh, we were able to, that, that, that hit in the top 40 on pop radio. So we were going all over the country, playing all the radio shows and touring on top. So on top of doing that, the summer festivals, we were rehearsing and doing promo for the song and then um, getting ready to do our first tour. We were opening up for the American Idol uh, contestants because they were gonna go on tour. So um, we opened up for them. That was crazy. And then after that, got ready to do our first headline tour here in the U.S. And then after that, we went over to the Philippines, did another tour over there. After that, we got back into the studio and recorded some more songs and then did a bunch of like Christmas stuff. And then same thing. The next year, just released more music and did another tour. And it was just like dude, the craziest experience I've ever had. And I, I, I'm very lucky to have been a part of it just because like, I know how many people want, you know, to be able to have done those things. Like I say this to my friends all the time. I'm like, I mean, God forbid, but like, if I freaking die tomorrow, I'll be fine. Like I genuinely feel like I've lived my dream. It was super cool, man. And the fans are just like, I, I feel like the connection that we have with them um, has been something that I don't really see with many artists. It's just like, I literally know a lot of these people on a personal level, which is so sick. Like if I see them out, like I'll, I can literally be like, yo, what's up? Like I know them. Um, and it's, it's cool because it's created that like connection from like that. Now it's not like artist and fan. It's like we're people, we're people. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, we're supporting each other. So yeah. And uh, at the top of the year in 2020, we had decided that uh, it would be best for us to just go our own ways. And so we all continued as solo artists. Um, instantly, I got in the studio. I began to write just a bunch of music. I got together with a couple producers that I had met over the course of being in, in real life. And we just made a good chunk of music. And then I was like, all right, I guess we're going to just start promoting it. Got together with the management team, set up a sick plan for this year. Um, and I was supposed to start doing radio shows and meet and greets and, um, you know, going to the award shows and just start putting my, my name out there. And, um, and then literally the day before I was supposed to come to LA early March before, uh, to start rehearsing for all the rest of the year quarantine. So I was like, Oh geez. All right. Like that sucks. Like not, yeah. you know, I had, like I said, planned to start opening up for people on tour and hopefully by at this time this year I was supposed to start to like hopefully do something on my own and it was just like sucks because we had all these plans and you know everything as or like the the rest of the world too like things just completely changed so it's just like took a step back um but the way I see it is like 
I definitely needed it because if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have taken a break. And I was talking to my friends recently. It was just like, yo, I think that this year, especially the past couple of months, I've really learned how to enjoy myself and just be young because I never really got the chance to do that. <laughs> I started working really at 16. And even before that, 14, 15, because I was grinding my butt off to get my name out there. You know, I was doing covers and hustling, doing gigs and singing on the streets and whatnot. So, yeah, man, now we're here. I have, like, freaking 25 new songs under Sergio Jr. ready to just start releasing. Dope, man. You said well, you said a lot of great things in that. And I one did. of the no, no, no. One of the things that I thought was, is just, it's funny to me from, from my perspective, like I'm a teacher, you're old enough at the time when you left high school to, you know, pursue this dream, you're as old as my students. So that would be like the equivalent of one of my students being like, Hey, yeah, like I'm, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a firing singer. I'm going out to LA to chase my dream. I'd be like, all right, sick. Have fun. Like, you know, good luck. You know, I'll be following you. Yeah. But one of the things you had mentioned, uh, that I wanted to circle back on, uh, well, you actually had a couple of things I wanted to circle back yeah. on, but the first was really like your interaction with the fans uh, as an artist and, and that unique perspective. And, and I want to maybe, maybe you can elaborate on this as well. This is just my, my theory here is I think maybe you being on the show, maybe like it gave people that opportunity to maybe, I, I didn't see the show, so I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure yeah. on this. If I'm wrong, please tell me, but maybe that you being on the show, it was possible that they were able to kind of get to know you more on a personal level and they were able to kind of have a, a almost a connection with you through the show, right? And almost get emotionally invested in, in you and the rest of the guys in the band that, you know, they were like, oh, you know, because I oftentimes like when I used to watch American Idol, like way back when it was like huge when it first started, you know, I remember getting like really invested in some of the, some of the artists that I wanted to do well. So is, is it possible it could be like some of that as well or... I do think so, because, I mean, from Jump, bro, like, literally the first episode, they, you give your backstory. I mean, in a quick version, but, like, you know, give the whole background, who I am, what I do. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. Like, as a, I, I used to watch The Voice all the time, and I remember just being invested in these people. The moment I would hear or see something about who they actually are, I'd be like, oh, sick, following this guy, massive fan of it. Um, so I do think that the show helped out a lot in that, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even just did that with Rhythm and Flow, uh, the hip hop show that was on Netflix, um, especially with D Smoke, who has some similarities with you, which I got on a topic in just a little bit, but which I find very interesting. I definitely want to dive into to some of the, the, uh, the parallels that you have with D Smoke and, and Rosalia and some other artists. But, you know, another thing that, um, that you mentioned as well is that it seemed like this all kind of happened really fast. Like even when the show was over, like you guys are performing two days later. Like, did you got, did you, were you able to even build any like on stage chemistry with these guys? Did you were you able to at least get to know them through the show or like, how is that process? I'm going to be hella real. I did not know them. Like I did not know. We didn't know each other to be honest, especially me because during the show, even though it was the whole point was to make a band, I was very to myself because I'm at the end of the day, like this was like, either gonna happen or not for me like we were all solo artists we weren't actually a band on the show right so right. I was like, i'm gonna do everything i can to make it to the band mm -hmm. um this doesn't mean that i wasn't cool with everyone i definitely was but i feel like as far as everybody else i was definitely the most reserved um and so yeah it was definitely interesting just like going from just hanging out with them to just actually living with them and 24 7 like all five of us yeah. and our day-to-day -day managers six of us literally 24 seven. So I think we kind of built that connection just 
through being together in, in the studio and rehearsing. Like, I remember we won the show and like our outfits were ready for the next week of just press and it was crazy. Um, and obviously it, like one of the best feelings ever because you're like, wow, it's actually happening. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's almost like you could, you weren't able to sit and enjoy it because they were like, all right, here's your next like line of stuff. You got all, you got the, you, this promotional, this marketing, and you got this show coming up here, all your outfits. Like that's insane, dude. I didn't even, you know, I always wondered sort of background, like what some of those shows, like how it kind of like, yeah. how it operates. Like, I mean, um, I, I can imagine it's a tiring, tiring process. Yeah, it definitely is, especially because we're all really young. Um, but it was cool because it was during the summer, so I didn't have that stress of, I got to get schoolwork done. All these shows sure. sometimes are during the fall or winter, so they have school and if you're a minor. Um, so, yeah, and, I was, and my mom was with me because I wasn't very teen, so she right. was with me the whole time. She was helping me out a lot. Um, and it was super fun, bro. Like, you were just with your boys in the hotel during the summer, yeah. and we were on TV. Like, that was the sickest thing, bro. Like, I'm going to be hella honest. Like, I was just like, wow, like, we're actually doing it. Um, but, yeah, no, in terms of the show, I, obviously, there's, like, a, a, you know, people say things about TV shows and being rigged or whatever. But I'm going to be honest. Like, we were very lucky to be on a TV show that was we, – we had a personal connection with the producers and the executive producers and, like, the the audio team and the band and, like, because they genuinely cared about us and we did for them as well. They wanted not just the final five, but all the guys that were on the show to do well in life. Um, and we were very lucky to work with some of the best choreographers and uh, musical directors and everybody. Um, but yeah, no, nah, we, we always hung out with them. I remember the executive producer, Joel, would always show up to rehearsals with a bunch of Krispy Kreme and just like treat us all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we were super lucky to be a part of just like a, a really good, show to be honest yeah yeah oh no it sounds i mean it's it's like you said it really a dream come true for you you know what i mean where did you where did i forgot to ask this where did you grow up originally like where were you i'm from the bay area specifically in redwood city oh. So. Oh, wow. okay. so i haven't haven't explored a lot of of uh california but i personally really loved the bay area just oh. in terms of where did I just, you go specifically do you remember so in ter- I, I stayed in San Jose. Um, oh, dude. I was done work. That's hella close to Redwood City. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So I, I spent a lot of my time when I was there. I was up in, uh, I'd spent a little time in Oakland, a lot of time in San Francisco. And then I was also went to uh, Carmel, Car- Carmel Beach, right near Monterey. Probably. I don't really go to beaches down there. <laughs> like, cent- yeah, it's like central California, but yeah. it, beautiful. I mean, it was... Yeah. Um, you know, it was for me, if, if not everywhere I've traveled in the United States to this point, uh, the only other place I would say that I would totally live would be, would be that part of California for sure. It's amazing, man. Massive fan. I love it. (laughs) That's so sick. I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. No, I, I, I had plans to go back. Like you said, quarantine just kind of, you know, really threw a wrench in a lot of people's plans, unfortunately. But I think for you, like you said, and I think that this was a good, uh, sentiment, good self-awareness is that like, you know, like I said, you, I mean, it's been a fast couple of years for you, you know what I mean? And, and, and that can burn you out. Uh, so I think for you, it was maybe like you said, a blessing in disguise to have this break, to step back and say, okay, like, and now that's even better because you, you know, you've been through all this, you, you, you kind of have this, these experiences now to, to go back on, but now you're like, okay, now I'm kind of getting into my solo, you know, my solo career you know, with all these experiences, it's probably good for you, like I said, to take a step back and just yeah. and reflect a little bit and, yeah. and really figure out your direction now, you know? 
that's exactly what I've been doing is reflecting. That's a great word to just to summarize this whole year so far, at least it's, it's been a lot of reflection. Um, literally so much. I, <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Like I feel like right now what I'm really trying to do is learn how to balance my life with how much of the work side do I want to have? How much of the social life, uh, how much person like to me alone and then spiritually and all these things. So I feel like right now I'm just like, I feel like I've taken a massive dive into each one. And right now I took a step back to kind of like reevaluate it all. And I feel like, okay, now I can really, I'm not saying that by now I'm set, I'm chilling for life. This is what it's going to oh. be. But at least for now, at least, um, you know, I, I've, I found a good balance of how much of each thing do I want to have? Sure. Um, what I do need to prioritize or work on more. Um, and that obviously is helping me so much in my music career, especially whenever everything goes back to normal, hopefully soon. I feel like I'll be a lot more um, like mentally stable and ready for everything, you know, because it, it is a crazy, it's a crazy career. You know, we've seen yeah. it all. Like we weren't anything, we weren't a massive, massive band, but we were in the game for enough to see literally how the music industry works, uh, how people are, and what we need to do, what I need to do to be, at least hope to be successful, and, um, you know, just continue working on that. Right. Yeah, it's almost, it was a ground, it feels like a grounding moment for you in the last year, right? To, yeah, to have that, to have that process and, and to, you know, go through the, you know, just the, you know, just, just like I said, to taking the step back and, and seeing all, all of, know all you've accomplished this point which is which is amazing but also yeah like what is what is my next step you know and, and i think that that you know I, I think for you you could have easily gone another a different way and you could have you know it could have gone to your head or, or you or it could have like i said really burnt you out but now it almost just in talking to you now it seems like you're even potentially more motivated now than than ever it sounds at least for your for energy I'm, I'm feeling so yeah and especially just because like with the type of stuff that i'm doing now like i'm starting obviously i mean i'm hispanic i've always I've dreamed ever since i was a kid of being a latin artist um so finally getting able to show that side of me because even in the band i couldn't show too much of it just because it right. like, it's a little hard to figure out how much of it did i want to incorporate in the band because we were an american boy band um so now just me being able to literally do everything in Spanish and just incorporate a little bit of English um, has made me super happy because at the end of the day, that's also who I am. Um, and I feel like you know, music is just a representation of who the artist is. Um, so I'm very lucky to now be writing my stuff, uh, all of it with amazing people that are helping me out. Yeah, so I, I think that's an amazing segue to my next piece, which is as I was listening to your, your new single, uh, Gravel, that you just released, uh, not, it was this year, correct? Yeah. It was about a couple months ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in listening to some of you, like obviously, you know, you, you sing in Spanish, you have an Hispanic background, and, uh, but I found it unique as well uh, with, with the song Gravel specifically, where, you know, you started off in Spanish, you did the hook in English, and a lot of other artists that I listened to, like, like I said a little earlier, D Smoke and Rosalia, just, just a few um, that, that do that, that switch back. Now, D Smoke's a little bit different because he is, you know, he's, he's actually, uh, you know, American born, but, uh, you know, learned Spanish and taught it. So his, 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 uh, his side of it's a little bit different than yours, but I was just kind of wondering, uh, you know, what do you think the, the element of multiple languages in your music, like how does it help you creatively and what does it potentially add to like your, your end product and, and things like that? Um, I think the best part of being able to, uh, 
have bilingual music is that it reaches out to just so many people, especially right now that the past couple, I want to say five years maybe, that uh, Latin music has just skyrocketed up like into just worldwide music. Um, You know, and, and it's also cool because at least a lot of people, like Hispanic people here in the U.S., there's a lot of Spanglish when we speak. And um, I feel like, and I haven't really heard of a lot of, at least big artists that are really Spanglish. Um, and I think that's something that I'm trying to do because I feel like that, that would make people feel just even more comfortable with who they are and whatnot. Because even for me, like it's sometimes like I still stumble on my words because I'll be speaking both languages all the time because I have my parents and then I got my friends and like family and whatnot and now my career so I'm gonna be speaking a lot more Spanish um so yeah I think it, it'll just create this sense of like community with all the people that support me as well um and we'll also hopefully I'll ho- hopefully be a good you know representation for the Latin and Hispanic community absolutely well you're absolutely right about that where a lot of the, you know, the, the Latin music is really kind of taken off. I mean, look at guys like Jay Balvin. It's just, just to name a few, like there's, it, it's getting popular. You know, again, it really is kind of coming around as a very popular uh, genre. You know what I mean? So for you to kind of to get into that, but I, I think that also you have a lot of crossover in a sense. Cause so, so that's, I think unique for you too. Uh, what, what really like, uh when do what do you decide on like you know when you're writing a verse or you're writing a song or whatever like how do you decide like what goes in spanish what goes in english like how do you how does that process work um dude this is gonna sound so whack but like normally <laughs> just whatever i feel is right <laughs> oh <laughs> like, go go ahead yeah just yeah. Like, like whatever the the vibe is i know people hate hearing that but like literally that's what it is it's like whatever my gut feels at the end of the day okay but mainly i've been focusing a lot more on strictly just Spanish, um, just because I do want to lean a lot more towards that. Um, But yeah, and also what I do too is whenever I do, let's say I'm halfway through the song and we're at the second verse and I'm like, and I'm asking myself if I should add any English in it. What I would do normally is I'll listen from the very top or or play wherever we're at, either writing or producing it. Um, And then when it gets to the specific point, start mumbling something in English or write something quick and do it and if it flows if the flow of the song feels good to me then I'll go with that or if it doesn't I won't um it's all just like kind of gut feeling um and yeah because because I feel like if it just like if it's a little bit if it's just a t- and also if it's a tiny bit of English like let's say I'm just like chilling and I tell the producer yo what if we do like three lines of Spanish in this full English song like does that sound too random because uh, that's another thing is you don't want it to be just like out of nowhere and then that's it um so yeah that's that's kind of how i decide when and where and if i should add any english or spanish into a song right no i, I mean that's why i asked because i figured it wasn't one of these things where you're just kind of switching back and forth randomly like i wouldn't have made, I, I wouldn't personally i i've never made a song in my life so i'm not gonna act like i have any authority <laughs> on that whatsoever but just from in, in my head, logically, it doesn't seem like that's something. It seems like that's more something that's tactical, right? Like you're yeah. actually, you know, figuring out. I mean, Gravel's a perfect example, believe it or not, because we have a mutual friend. Shout out Mark. He like he hooked oh. us up. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known Mark since I was, oh gosh. I mean, he must have been, I think I was five or six, and he was maybe four. Oh, boy. That's, how, 
That is how long I've known Mark. So it's, it, we go way, 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 way back. But when, he, when, he, when he sent me your stuff, uh, when he sent me Google Gravel in, in, initially, uh, actually, you know what? Can we, for the people, instead of just talking, do you mind if I play a small clip of, uh, of Gravel? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Here's a small cl uh, clip of Gravel. You guys will kind of see what we're talking about right now. So anyway, there was Gravel, guys. So make sure you go stream that song. It is out on all platforms. We're going to link it in the description for sure. If you liked it, go check it out. He's got more on the way, more on what he's got coming, Sergio, in just a few minutes. But uh, I definitely wanted to, uh, like I said, talk to you, uh, talk a little bit about uh, when I first heard the song. So initially, I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I was listening to obviously the first verse in Spanish. So I was like, I wonder if this whole thing's going to be in Spanish. And then when the, when the hook hit, it's in English. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I see what he's doing here. Like this, <laughs> this makes, yeah. I like this, this makes sense. Right. Okay. So, you know, I, I think you're, you're doing a smart thing where you're trying to bring in a lot of, I think you're, you're definitely going to get people from all different, not only cultures and, 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 uh, you know, races, but I think you're going to get a lot of just different listeners from, from doing it that way. Uh, versus maybe doing a song just in Spanish or just in English. I, I, I like the combination there. Yeah, and, yeah. and I even find too, where I'm like, you know, especially, I, I hate to keep, I don't want to keep comparing you to D Smoke because you're very different artists, but so I, I hate to keep doing that. I apologize. But in, <laughs> when, when he, when he raps his verses in Spanish, oftentimes I'm like wanting to go translate and figure out what the heck he's saying. Right. So yeah. just, and then you, you yeah. get, it, it gets that, it gets that deeper connection with the artist, right? Like that's so I, I, I think it's really smart. Uh, and obviously, like you said, for you, it's just, I don't think you're doing it for anything else really but yourself though it sounds like it sounds like something you truly want to do so that's i think that's great i really do thank you bro yeah that, that means a lot appreciate it oh for sure for sure going off of that uh you definitely have uh, a lot in the works i've heard or when we were, yeah. we were talking about a little bit earlier so and then you said you had a lot um you know but even before just in this episode you were saying before the uh before the pandemic you had some things going on so that got, got halted so you know with your solo career, like, you know, what's your, what are your next few moves in terms of music you're creating or, uh, you know, really anything with the creative process for you? Cause obviously it's probably different for you now to be a solo artist than it was, you know, to be in a boy band. It really is. And to be honest with you, I'm still getting used to it. Like it, it's been, uh, what, seven, eight months now, but it's after, you know, going through such a massive part of my life with a group of people, and just to completely switch into this, it's something that I'm like still getting accustomed to, but I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. And like I said, creatively, it, it's just giving me, it's giving me so much freedom. And it's cool because I, um, to be honest, I didn't really start writing until last year. So um, I wrote a couple songs last year, uh, obviously more in English. And then I felt that once I started, and I don't even remember what it was, where I was like, I should write something in Spanish. But the first time I wrote a song in Spanish, it just felt more natural. And I won't say it was easier to write, but it was definitely 
yeah, that's the word, more natural. I felt better. Um, and not only when I was writing, but also when I would sing it back or when I would show people. And people tell me, a lot of people uh, tell me that they liked, and not in the mean way, but that they like my voice more when I sing in Spanish than in English. So I was just getting all these different signs from life and whatnot of like, you should write more in Spanish. So um, obviously this year, it's been a massive, just most of my stuff is in Spanish. I'll still write in English every now and then um, when I feel like it. But yeah, I have all kinds of music, man. Like I got uh, obviously the pop reggaeton um, and then I have um, you know, more acoustic ballads. To be honest, I personally prefer that. <laughs> but I feel like right now I have to, um, I don't want to say I got to go with like what everyone's doing, but I do want to genuinely do that too. So I'm adding my own, I think just me, being myself and making pop reggaeton music, it, um, it adds a whole different element to it, especially with how I do write in Spanish and English right. and, and songs. So yeah, but I mean, I, to, right now I'm, this, I'm on this massive acoustic ballad wave just cause like, that's the type of artist that, you know, truly, truly I am. And I feel like when I'm ready, I'll, I'll shift over to fully that, or maybe I won't, I don't know. I'm, freaking talking out of my butt I'm 19 no, <laughs> two years what I'll be doing but um so yeah I've obviously been writing a bunch and um I, I'm, I've talked with the team and we want to be dropping a song every month um at least we're gonna try to be as consistent as possible because to be honest that is the only thing I can do right now I can't tour you can't go promote and um so yeah that's what I'm doing right now I'm getting ready this during this week I got to be filming a music video and a I'm going to be doing a photo shoot as well for the cover of the song. Um, and that's really it. And it's cool because we get to be creative with, with every single song um, and just fully focus on only one thing um, and tell another story through that. And yeah, I'm excited for people to, I, I forget that nobody has heard any of the, I literally have like 24, 25 songs now that I listen to all the time um, that because of how much I've listened to them, I feel like they're already out. I feel like everybody knows it, but there's only two out right now. <laughs> like I got a lot to go. Um, so I'm excited for people to see a different side of me, uh, a more personal side and more intimate. Um, and yeah, they, they get to really crack open the Sergio Jr. and see how, who I really am, which is, I'm very excited for. I love that, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. What's the new song? What's the next song called? The, like the, it's called the... Tu Yo Sabemos. It's a, it's a lot more reggaeton urban uh, i'll say it has more of a j balvin feel which is sick okay all uh, right all right massive fan of it i think it's so sick at least i feel super dope when i'm listening to it. i'm just like oh. so it is you know can, talk about yeah. if you can wait if you can vibe to your own stuff that's that's good that's key that's key right that's i feel like you gotta i feel like you gotta like the music you're you're making oh, right i mean what's the point i mean i guess i shouldn't say that but you know i i feel like you gotta like what you're doing 100%. You know? it, it completely changes the the delivery on how you even just right. talk about the song when you perform it, how you perform it, the way you sing it or rap it. Um, and, and on top of all that, if you genuinely like it, people are going to see that and they're going to like that as well. And instantly like the song, which is cool. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You can definitely, I, I can feel your energy just from, you know, talking about it. You sound, you sound so pumped and, and ready to go. Like you've had all this ready, you know, Right. In the works, ready to go. So turntable, uh, turntable teachers exclusive, excuse me. Uh, 
coming soon. So he, uh, new, yeah. new, new single from, from Sergio. Make sure you guys check that out. We'll definitely be, uh, once it drops, it'll definitely be in the playlist and our, our weekly updated playlist, our night school new music playlist. So, uh, gravel's already in there. It's linked in the description. You already know people make sure you go stream that after the episode. Obviously we're definitely not done yet, but after the episode, definitely go check out some, uh, some, some, some more Sergio. Um, in terms of, uh, tw- you mentioned touring quite a bit. Yeah. And I know that you, like I said, you, you've, uh, you had even headlined a couple of shows like as, in, in real life, uh, like national tours. I, you know, talk to me a little bit about like the day to day of like touring, uh, uh, headlining, uh, or like, what is that like? I mean, for you, you know, and then what is it? And then of course, you know, we can't obviously, you know, touring is not really a thing right now during COVID. So I guess my follow-up question would be like, you know, what, what, if anything, do you miss about, about touring? So, you know, first day to day, you know, what is it like to be on tour headlining uh, a major, major tour? And then, you know, what do you miss about it? Um, I think one of the, well, on top, there's so many different things of being an artist. Obviously you have the recording, the writing, the promo, fan events, the festivals and the touring. Um, the headline tour, for me, that is my favorite thing because obviously I love every aspect, but if I were to choose one thing, it'd be performing on stage every single night just because like there's no better feeling than getting out on a stage in front of a bunch of people that support you. And I feel like that hits so different because for the first year of being a band uh, within real life, we were doing obviously a bunch of music festivals, and like radio shows and in front of massive crowds and it was so sick don't get me wrong bro. i was like oh my gosh but when we did our headline tour nothing compared to as big as the summer shows were when we were doing the radio stuff but it was just a completely different feeling because you know that every single one of these people that came out tonight bought a ticket to see you mm-hmm. and it's just so sick um and, and it's a it's a really rewarding feeling because all of the writing and recording and t- um promotion and everything we do rehearsing leads to that moment to me personally at the end of the day because like that is the fan to artist connection they go to the show you're performing the songs live um yeah i i miss just like geez i think just being on stage every single night that that's the one thing that i do miss um and and it's honestly super fun a lot of people well depends if you're doing uh promo while being on tour that's obviously a little harder because promo is normally early morning. Um, but we, we didn't do too much. Um, it, it's cool though. The, a normal day to day would be like your day won't get started. At least for us, our day wouldn't get started until like 3 PM. Okay. That would be when, uh, we'd go into the venue and, um, first thing we would do is a uh, sound check. Um, so we'd go do sound check. I, I, I would obviously, I, I'd wake up at like 10, or whatever, because you no alarm. I wake up mad early anyway. Wake up at 10, chill, go shower, whatever city we're at. I literally would go on my maps and just find the closest, like, cool diner, walk around with the guys, and then go to sound check at, like, 3 or 4, then chill, get ready for meet and greet, which would be, like, an hour or two after that. And that's when we get to meet the fans and kick it with them, take photos and whatnot. And then after that, you chill for a tiny bit. If there's an opener, openers would go on. If not, then we start um, and then go on stage, do the show. Amazing. Get off, uh, shower, chill. Everyone go back to the bus or hotel. And then we normally what we would do is we would find some sort of 
again, dinner spot in the area. Normally it was Denny's because Denny's <laughs> all over the place. It's not that expensive and it's hella good, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it, but um, <laughs> and yeah, man, literally that was it, bro. That was it. But and it, even though it was just the same routine every single day, and it was in the same bus, and we were doing the same show, every single day was so different. But I feel like it's because we were just all in a bus that we were forced to just like, oh, okay, what should we do today? Or, or let's go explore this city today, if we could. Sometimes we couldn't. Right. Um, you know, and, and that, that's kind of how tour is. Um, and obviously, like I said, if there's promo, that would be happening in the morning. So... Yeah, tour is super fun, bro. Yeah, no, it sounds like, yeah, uh, everyone I talk to, it's like, yeah, it's like you don't. Uh, M. Dot, he's a uh, Boston artist that we had on a couple, uh, about a month or so ago, talked a little bit about the same thing. And he was just like, it, it's, it's, you almost like you can't, you almost can't enjoy it because it's such a like next thing, like there's such a routine yeah. with it, right? There's like this regimen that, that goes with being on tour. It's, you know, and then once you're in a city, it's, you know, he, he was, he was even kind of saying, you know, it, it's like, you, like you just said, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, explore each city that you get to and you really probably want to, right. I mean, there's probably a part of you that, that obviously wants to see the cities you're in and, and explore them a little bit. But, yeah. uh, what was, what was one of your favorite cities or like your favorite city that you, you, you went to on tour? Maybe like the place I had made the best show, best love, or like you just enjoyed the city the most. You don't have to say Boston. It's, it's okay. <laughs> you never um, have to. that's funny uh geez let's see uh well honestly uh, i mean it's gonna be biased but low-key the the bay area show that we had um on our last tour just because that was actually the only head headline show that we'd ever done in the couple of years that we were together in the bay and so going to a new place and not like and going to a, to a place for the first time and then just seeing the, the support you have there is the sickest feeling, like amazing. Um, and also, also honestly, the Philippines, the Philippines, oh, we wow. went to, yeah, we did a tour in the Philippines and that was just same thing. We were in the other side of the world, bro. And it's just like, there are all these people just like, I, I remember posting a story. I'm like, I can't believe there's people yelling our name on the other side of the world. And it was just so <laughs> sick. We did seven shows there at um the malls that they had and they were just piling at each show would just be bigger and bigger and it was just so dope bro like so i think in terms of like actual place probably philippines but i also really really enjoy um uh well i can't choose one it's like between right, like, yeah. la chicago new york in terms of like great shows mm -hmm. and then an area that I really like is like San Antonio, at least where we performed. Um, I don't know, I'm not good with like cities and stuff. <laughs> but like the area where the venue was at was just so sick and I loved it. Um, so yeah, those are some of the few places that I really, really liked on tour. Yeah, Texas, specifically Austin, I've heard. I haven't been down there yet, but I've heard Austin, San Antonio, some of those areas have really great indie underground venues and also just like music scenes in general that i'm like actually interested to check out yeah, but they're awesome yeah i've only been to dallas uh in texas so i definitely i mean it's such a big state there's so much to, to see and same with california like, like like i was telling you a little earlier like i the only place i'd really seen is more northern and central california i haven't been quite down to um you know to la or anything like that at this point but exactly um, where you see in pictures sun and 
palm trees. <laughs> you got it, man. For sure. For sure. No, I, and, and, you know, it's, it's probably, like you said, it's being so young and, and doing this at such a young age. I, one, I think it's a great thing for you to be able to, to travel the country and almost really the world at, at that age, just to see that much. In, 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 such, in such a short amount of time, but also at such a young age to have that experience and, and exposure to, to new places, I think is also it's great. But I just like your attitude about the whole thing because, you know, it seems like it's something that was grounding for you and you seem very humble about the whole thing. You know, like you're just like almost taken aback. Like, I can't believe these people in the Philippines are, are screaming my name, which is like, I, I can't imagine that either because it's never happened to me personally. So it's <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, things like that could easily get to your head and, you know, and, and, knock you off your course so to speak but it sounds to me like it was just these experiences that you'll you cherish you know so that's really cool i love that no i mean but i'm gonna be honest with you there were definitely times because i was so young where i was like i never got i never let it get to my head but i was like whatever yeah of course you you gotta take it in man it's great which is normal i feel like if an artist doesn't go through that like if they ever say that they're honest it's bs bro yeah of course everything we've met so many people there it's the same but that's not just like we think about it or whatever but it's it's good to have those like reality checks when you you know going back home or like even something as simple as like calling my mom and she's just making dinner with the fam like stuff like that so i think if, if someone has a good like grounded um how would i say it? not like family support uh, system support system yeah um you know it'll be cool so yeah that, that definitely helped a lot is having a great uh supportive family and friends back at home and also i think just the fact that i was literally i would literally do a show and it's like, all right, wait, I gotta do homework right before, like, literally crazy. <laughs> and I remember another guy in the band, Brady, same thing. He was doing Spanish homework literally like ten minutes before we had to go on today. <laughs> oh come on, you weren't just helping him out with with Spanish homework? I like, was, I was, <laughs> I was, but I was just like, I was like, dang, like. And so those were also good reality checks. So sure. obviously, I'm getting a little older, and this is starting. I'm starting to see it more the business side of things. Yeah, um, but. So I'm and I've matured a lot, to be honest. At least I think so, mentally and personally. So um, yeah, I'm just excited to find to whenever to just get back out there and start doing everything once again. I uh, I, I applaud your teachers for holding you accountable and making you do that schoolwork, bro. Yeah, That's <laughs> as much as it sucked, but it was cool. It's what it is. No, hey, hey, like I said, coming from a teacher's perspective, very, very glad that that your teachers did that to you. Now it's. You know, like, like, obviously, you know, your trajectory is, is, is much, not exactly academic, but you know, there's still, I'm still, like you said, I think there's part of you that's probably grateful for those reality checks. So it's constantly like, oh, okay. You know, there's, you know, this is, this is a new world to me, but at least, you know, there's some things, like I said, that grounded you a bit and, yeah. and I can just. Teachers yeah. definitely helped out so much because I, I, I was very lucky to go to a really good school. Um, and I literally am homies with them. Like I talk to them to this day. I have a oh yeah. Of still talk to and they help me out especially like my choral director i always send her new music and oh that's awesome i love that my theology teacher during uh, high school still talk to her a bunch um oh. everyone man so it, it's really cool i I've, I've been very blessed to be around just good people that genuinely care about me like put music and school and literally everything aside me as a person um I, i'm very lucky to have their support that's awesome 
And, and I'm glad that you still have, you know, teachers that still check up on you and you guys still have a relationship with them. Like, you know, teachers will be your best cheerleaders, especially if, you, if, you, if you're able to stay in touch with a few. Like I got some of my old students that I still stay in touch with. And, you know, I, I applaud them with everything they do. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what it is. And it's like, you know, that's, that's our job, really, at the end of the day, is, is to get you guys in a place to be successful and, 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 and happy, right, with your life. So whatever that is, you know, and, and, chase, and chase your dreams, pursue your dreams. I'm glad there you had people there that were like, no, like go pursue this, go do this, right? Like it's so important that you had that. And instead of people like, no, you have to finish school before you go do this. It's like, you were able to still balance it. You figured it out. Look, look at you now. You know what I mean? And you know, you still got a ways to go as we all do in life. But like those, those building blocks were there and, and that's so important, right? You had those people that were, were you know, helping you along the way. That's, that's so huge to have, you know? So love it. One more, I have one more last question. Uh, just circling back before my before my final question, my favorite question. I like to ask every artist who comes on this show. But uh, I'm curious what the transition has been for you from being in a band to now being a solo artist. Like, what has what have been some of the potential hurdles you've had in that transition? Or uh, you know, just talk to me a little bit about how that's gone for you to this point. Um. Yeah. I mean. I think that um, it's, to be honest, it helped me a lot personally. Like forget the music stuff. Um, it, it really put me, obviously because I'm a solo artist, in a position where I have to really work on myself. And also with actually finally writing my own music, it was making me aware of things that I had to get better on personally, mentally, relationships with everybody and um yeah it, it's also really made me mature a lot because like I said I've, I've had to now I'm the one that's not in charge but yeah I'll just say that of everything from like when it comes to business and creative and and on stage and whatnot um you know I have to always be on top of my stuff like I feel like obviously I have my team that helps me out a lot but you know some it happens to all of us. Maybe sometimes they forget something. I have to be the one that's like, did we do this? Or, or even right now, even since I'm an upcoming, an upcoming artist, I'll be, you know, reaching out to people and whatnot too. Um, so it's, it's really helped me mature a lot and learn so much more about myself, um, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, I feel like I definitely needed that. And, you know, I, I'm a massive believer of you know, God has a plan for all of us. And, right now this is definitely what i needed because with whatever else that i was that, that was going on in my life i think that this was the one thing that i had to really hone in on and like i said the pandemic also helped a lot to be honest sure. um to just become a better version of myself an enhanced version i'll say <laughs> and uh you know, and I, like, I, like I said before, I'm not saying that because of this now I'm chilling, I'm set for life, not at all. But I know that for now and until that next obstacle comes, you know, I, I kind of have a good way of handling things. And um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Oh, man, thank you so much for everything you've said today. Because like, I think that, you know, being as young as you still are, and you know you you're very you, you are very mature i can hear it like every this whole episode people that are our audience that you know are just coming on to you for the first time can i mean i'm sure you guys can tell that right away just hearing you you, you speak and the, the eloquence and and really just like i said the maturity 
And, uh, you know, I, I really obviously appreciate that a ton. And I think that, you know, yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's acknowledging that, you know, I've, I've done all these things or, you know, I've met, you know, uh, hit these benchmarks or I've, I've, you know, I've, uh, you know, accomplish these things, but, you know, not quite being satisfied with that. Keep going. I think that you, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good thing for any kids that are in high school or even younger right now to realize, you know, if, you know, you can go chase your dream, it's okay. Don't let anybody tell you that you, you can't. And if they are telling you, you can't, you need to find people that are going to lift you up and tell you that you can. And, and really, you know, I think that's the most important piece here, regardless of what it is, whether you want to be a, a vocalist or an artist or, you know, you want to be an athlete, what, what athlete or a scientist, whatever you, whatever you want to do with your life. I think that no matter, no matter what age you're at either, just, just go pursue it, work towards it, figure out what your goals are and, and, and hit them. And, and I think that for you, you know, I think you've got a, a bright, bright future, Sergio. You're doing a, a lot of great things. You've done a lot of great things that a lot of people only hope to accomplish in their, in their life. And, and, and especially as an artist and, and I applaud you for sure. And I, I applaud your vision to keep going and, and, and wanting to improve. So keep up the great work. You're, you're doing. He's speaking facts. Chase your dreams. Let's get it. <laughs> Chase those dreams, people. Seriously, it's cliche. I know people say it all the time, right? But so true, though. hey, look at me. I'm still chasing mine, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm teaching and coaching by day, but you know what? This is this podcast is you know it, it's a dream for me, and that's what I'm 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 not going to stop. It. Just do it. You, you are, you are your own worst enemy a lot of the time. Not, not you specifically, just whoever's uh, yeah, the, I agree. You, like you are your own worst enemy, right? Like if you are allowing people to get in your head that you can't do things and, and you can't accomplish things, then you won't. Right. But if you, regardless of what people say, just continue to do you and, and, and really work towards whatever you want to accomplish in life. And I think that's really an important goal, uh, really message here. And you, and you've certainly given that to us. So I want to thank you so much for that. Really right on brand with what we're trying to do over thanks. here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, of course, man. You were fantastic, but you're not done quite yet. My last yeah. question. No, one last question. My favorite one, usually artists favorite one too, that I ask yeah. after, you know, yeah. we get out, you know, I, I hit them with the tough questions and then this is, this is a fun one. This is one of the easier ones of, of the day. So you, you've gotten through the tough part. All right. but here's your bonus question. That's to keep it on, keep it on brand with the school. So I call this the dream song scenario and I'll break it down for you. Okay. So you can make a song with anybody, any artist, producer, dead or alive. Okay. Dream song. I'll structure it for you. So you get a producer. You can pick a couple of producers if you want, if you want certain producers, you know, if you want a certain melody from one producer or, or you know, a different, uh, uh, a drum progression from another, whatever it is, right? So you get a, a producer or a couple of producers, and then you get three guest artists. You get somebody to do the hook, all right? And you get two guest verses, and you get a verse, all right? So once again, dream song scenario, dead or alive, can be anybody you want on this song, all right? Yeah. Producer, yeah. someone to do the hook, two guest features for verses. Who's, go, who's on that song? Go. All right. Uh, for producer, I feel like, it just makes sense right now to have um, his name is Tiny. He's a he's a Latin producer. He's made almost all the hits that you've heard on any Latin radio for the past couple of years. So he'd produce it. Jeez, um, it'd be so sick to have um, Jay Balvin for sure as one of them. Okay. Uh, and you said two more people, right? Yep. So you get yep you get a hook and then you get another verse. Unless you want uh, Jay to do the hook, it's up to you. Nah, nah, nah. I'll. I'll I'll have Jay Bobbin to do it, and then I'll also have um, Rosalia's kind of crazy. 
She's got is fantastic, bro. Yeah. I'll have her join. I'll have her join as well. And then oh man. And to be honest, dude, Justin Bieber. That'd be okay. Crazy, a crazy track. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a crazy track. That that would be you you got a lot of good parts there. I feel like I was trying to think of like because I didn't want to just do one genre of people, you know. Um, sure. So that would be a sick track to have me, Jay Balvin, Rosalia, Justin, and have Tiny produce that. That's a hit, my guy. (laughs) It is. There it is. The dreams, like I said, I'm glad, yeah, picked a bunch of different people from different genres. It's great. Yeah, it's the dream song scenario. People get on here, they're like, this mishmash, I don't know how it would sound. Who cares? It's the dream song scenario. It could sound however you want. I love it, man. Fantastic. Well, I would totally listen to that song. I think that would be a smash. Totally would be. Sergio, Sergio Jr. featuring Rosalia, J Balvin, Justin Bieber, produced by Tiny. I think, you know, maybe we'll put it into, uh, put it out in the world. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get it someday. <laughs> I love it. Sergio Jr., thank you so much for being here. This has been an amazing episode, another awesome one. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, uh, check me out at, I mean, my IG is just Sergio Calderon Jr., uh, my name, first and last. Um, but if you just look up Sergio Jr. on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Twitter, whatever, I'll come up there as well. Oh, oh. we will definitely link. Sergio's Instagram and also the new single gravel that you guys heard, uh, like about middle of this episode, we'll link that in the description here. And once again, if you're a fan of Sergio and you're just coming on us for the first time, follow us at turntable teachers, head to our website. (laughs) You heard the man do it. Uh, head to our website as well. www.turntableteachers.com. We got a bunch of blogs up there, merch, a bunch of episodes, the whole nine. And then people that are obviously fans of us, you already know what's good. And uh, make sure you go follow Sergio and uh, keep up with everything he's got coming out soon. He's got 25 songs in, 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 the, in the bank ready to go. So we got plenty probably coming from him very soon. And uh, you know, we'll, be, we'll be pushing you on all of our playlists and, and whatnot and, and things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for your future, Sergio, once again. And uh, you know, stay in touch. And, and uh, once again, it's been so great having you on here. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. I'm Mike, Sergio Jr. with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn.